Hello, welcome to Financial Markets Weekly, an audio podcast by Succinct Information. This is a professional summary, free of noise, focused on facts, and straight to the point. We help you save time while covering the key events and market performance. These are the highlights from last week. It was an uneventful week in global markets with limited change in macro variables. The S&P 500 index ended flat at 41.34 points, but is still up by 4% in the past four weeks. The Nasdaq Composite fell 0.4% on the week, and European indexes ended higher by half a percent on average, but are the outperformers in the past four weeks, with a gain of over 6% measured in euros. Before we move on to last week's update, let's take advantage of the little action to refresh how equity markets are performing so far this year. In local currency terms, Nasdaq stocks are up by 15% in 2023, while Europe's stock 600 index gained 10%. French and Italian stocks are the outperformers with a 17% year-to-date return. The euro appreciated 2.6% against the dollar this year. In terms of sectors, technology is leading the borders communication services and information technology are both almost 20% higher. These industries include the largest companies, such as Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, NVIDIA and Meta platforms. Giant chipmaker NVIDIA is by far the best among the mega cap names this year, with an 85% rally to reach a market cap of $670 billion. In Europe, luxury apparel company LVMH rallied over 32% this year to become Europe's largest company, with a market value of 451 billion euros, or shy of half a trillion dollars, driven by the strong demand for its products in China. Back to last week's events. Earnings reports by Tesla, AT&T, Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley were the highlights in equity markets. Tesla barely met sales estimates and earnings fell 24% year-on-year, to $2.5 billion in Q1. The disappointing update was a weak gross margin, which shrank to 19%. The company sold 442,000 vehicles in the quarter, and maintains its 2023 target of 1,800,000 cars. Shares lost 11% on the week, to $165, for a market cap of $523 billion. AT&T missed revenue estimates, and made a profit of $4.5 billion in Q1. Shares dropped over 8% last week, sending the communications sector sharply lower. Investment banks Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley reported mixed results, with year-on-year profits falling around 20%, although both saw gains in their asset and wealth management divisions. Goldman shares ended slightly higher, while Morgan Stanley added 5%. On the economic data front, the preliminary PMI surveys for April show an improvement in activity that is mostly concentrated on the services sector, as manufacturing is showing signs of weakness in the Eurozone, Germany, the UK and, to a lesser extent, in the US. The latest inflation updates show that headline Eurozone inflation decelerated significantly in March, 
to 6.9%, but the core measure printed marginally higher than a month ago, at 5.7%, a negative sign. Also, in the UK, now the only European country dealing with double-digit annual inflation, headline CPI for March was 10.1%, only modestly lower than in February. The core measure was unchanged at 6.2%. This compares to headline inflation in Spain at 3.1% and 4.5% in the Netherlands. These figures suggest that central banks will most likely hike policy rates in early May, when the Fed, ECB, and the Bank of England meet. In fact, futures markets are pricing in a 90% chance for the Fed to increase rates by 25 basis points from 4 and 7 8%. 68% chance for the ECB to hike by the same amount, and 32% for a 50 basis points rise from the actual 3.5%. In London, markets are almost discounting a 25 basis point lift of the base rate to 4.5% by the Bank of England. Interest rates and currency markets in developed countries traded sideways, with the dollar index ending slightly higher following several weeks of falls. The dollar has weakened by just over 1.5% since the beginning of the year, mainly against the Swiss franc, euro and sterling. Yield curves ended mostly flat, with little to highlight. The 10-year Treasury yield is at 3.57% and Boone's yield 2.5%. British gilts now offer the highest yields among developed markets, from the 5-year tenor onwards, with inflation running at twice the pace of that in the United States. In emerging markets, we can highlight the latest GDP update for China. In the first quarter of this year, the Chinese economy expanded by an annualized rate of 4.5%, a strong acceleration from the 2.9% of 2022. China's central bank left its loan prime rates unchanged, with the one-year rate at 3.65% and the five-year at 4.30%. Stocks in the mainland and in Hong Kong fell more than 1.5%. Before we move on to next week's calendar, Let's briefly cover the moves in crude oil markets which fell over 5% on concerns of lower global demand as fears of a recession in Western economies increased. Brent crude close at $81.70 and WTI at almost $80. The recent crypto recovery did not last too long, as the whole sector plunged 8% last week, with Bitcoin now trading at $27,500 and Ethereum losing 11% to 1862, despite its successful implementation of the so-called Shanghai software upgrade a week ago. Finally, next week's calendar. The key announcements are on the earnings front with Coca-Cola reporting on Monday. Microsoft, Alphabet, and Visa on Tuesday. Apple, Meta, and Boeing on Wednesday, followed by Amazon and Exxon on Thursday. Finally, Berkshire Hathaway and Chevron report on Friday. In economic data, the main releases will be US GDP on Thursday, followed by US PCE inflation on Friday, together with the GDP for the Eurozone. There will be some market holidays due to Ramadan next week, mainly in Indonesia and Malaysia, but also Australia and Israel will have exchange closures.
Thanks for staying until the end of this episode. Please follow us and help us grow our channel. Visit succinct.info to learn more about our service. Have a great week.